Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Hey guys, before we get started with anything with the show today, I have a special announcement for you and my son Deacon is bringing it to you. Hey guys, I have an announcement. My mom's ebook is on sale now. Go find it on Amazon. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. My ebook for If You Only Knew, my book that released in January of 2018, it's on sale. You need a book to read on vacation? This is the book for you. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Today's show is brought to you by a handful of awesome sponsors, the first one being Unum. Any new parent will tell you that navigating parental leave benefits can be confusing and anxiety-inducing. In fact, employee benefits company Unum recently surveyed new parents and found that 43% never met with their employer to discuss their benefits prior to going on leave. An additional 35% said they didn't understand some of the key employee benefits being offered at their workplace. To help start the leave conversation with HR, check out Unum's parental leave guide at unumunum.com slash parents. Hello, 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 all of my friends. Welcome to July. If you live in America and you're listening to this podcast, you might be celebrating with friends tomorrow, July 4th. I will not be celebrating in America because I'm currently in Italy with my boo and some of our best friends, Brad and Noel. So we are relaxing and eating, and I will come back, have eaten more pasta than anyone should possibly eat in their entire lifetime, and I will be so very happy about everything about that. Today on the show, I'm talking with Darby Angel. You know, I didn't know much about Darby before meeting her, which you might have heard me said before, that's actually one of my favorite ways to interview someone because I feel as though I get to learn about their story as if I'm a listener. I'm learning just like you are. What I had heard was a little bit about the girls program that Darby initiated in the Bangladesh factory that she works with, creating beautiful dinnerware and drinkware products together. I knew there had to be more to the story. For starters, what could you do while on a 20-week bed rest? Well, Darby on a 20-week bed rest built a company with just a legal pad and lots of resilience. Her story is full of moments where you might say, girl, what are you doing? In fact, I think in this show today, I said, Darby, what are you thinking? This is crazy. I felt that way when I was listening to how God led her to step in some crazy big things to pursue the dream that he planted in her heart. But it is an encouragement because sometimes our dreams seem so big that people around us do go, girl, what are you doing? Darby just kept on going and created her company. You're going to really enjoy our conversation today. Friends, we are six months into our Patreon party. Some of you are going, what is a Patreon party? Well, it's a subscription service where you get extra shows every single month. There's two different levels. They cost $9 and $3. It's not that much money, and you get extra shows every single month delivered straight to your inbox 
or your phone, however you listen to podcasts, are going to come straight there. The Patreon party is becoming one of my most favorite things that we're doing over here at the happy hour. If you want to learn more, check out jamieivy.com slash Patreon to learn more. I truly cherish the community that we're working to build on Patreon, and I would love to have you join us. We're doing something different this month. We're launching a three-part mini-series, which we do a mini-series every single month. We've done one on goals and dreams. We've done, our most recent one was on marriage. And this next three-part mini-series is going to be your story through the lens of the gospel. This is going to be a new show for us with a new format, as I'm going to be teaching in three parts about how you can share your story with others through the gospel. When we look at our story, sometimes it gets super scary, and we don't know how to share it with others. And I think that when we see our story through the lens of the gospel, through the hope that Jesus has for us, that our story is worth celebrating. Our story is worth sharing because we see Jesus. In fact, you guys, if you look at the happy hour That's one of my favorite things about the show is that when someone shares their story and they go through hard times or they have have valleys and mountains, but when they look at it through the lens of the gospel and they see what Jesus has done for them and what he's continuing to do, their story changes lives. So I'm going to create this podcast mini series and I'm going to teach on how God uses our stories. And I'm so honored to share it with our Patreon people. So if you're interested in hearing that, Go check out jamieivy.com slash Patreon and learn how to be a part of our community over there. All right, my friends, happy July 3rd. Here is my conversation with Darby. Darby, welcome to the happy hour. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's fun to have a happy hour with you. We've never met in person. I know. Well, I feel like I know you though. From social media. Yes. Isn't that fun? It is. I follow your journey and it inspires me. It's like, she's doing it. Okay, I got this. Here You're we go. so sweet. You're so <laughs> sweet. I think social media is so fun to meet people and mm-hmm. people come up to me all the time at events and they're like, I feel like I know you. Yep. And I always say the same thing to them. I always tell them, you only know what I tell you. And right. so social media is awesome and you do get to meet people and I've made so many great connections, but people need to remember, you only know what people tell you. Exactly. And that's one thing I'm excited to be here today with you and talk about the other side as well, because I think so often people only see the glamour, but there's hard days. And I think especially women helping other women, we need to talk about those hard days to know, you know, I've been on the kitchen floor crying before, but I chose to get up and I want to be that woman um, to share that experience, to say, get up, get your booty up, shake it off. You're going to become stronger because of it. I love it. Do you struggle with Instagram and social media, like FOMO or feeling like they got something you don't have? Is that no, a struggle for you? No, not at all. you don't struggle. I don't know what it is. I never compare myself to other people. I am so confident. This is good, Darby, because this is not the norm. Oh, really? Yeah, tell us how you don't, because that's not, but I think a lot of women struggle with mm-hmm. social media. Okay, I'm here to tell you, stop it. Just stop it right now because God has led each of us to live certain lives. And I think that when you are confident and you know that you are doing what you are called to do, all of the other noise fades away. I I am not like you and you are not like me, but we're strong on our own. And once we are able to, you know, just squelch that fire of, but Jamie, I love that like white dress and that blue stripe that Jamie was wearing in that interview. Like, why can't I have anything like that? We're different. Um, And so don't, don't compare yourself. I know. I think that Instagram is sometimes hard for the, this is who I see Instagram can be hard for. Either people who are looking at someone in their same industry mm-hmm. and they've been doing this for 10 years longer mm-hmm. and you wonder why am I not there? Or people who feel like whatever stage of life they're in is not 
maybe their favorite stage of life. But you know what? There's your wake-up call. If you aren't happy with what you are doing, don't compare yourself to someone else. It's your choice. Change it. And it's so simple. How is it? Just start. (laughs) Okay, okay. I thought you were going to give me your three steps. Okay. No, it's one step. Just start. I think that some people, they come to me and they're like, I wish I could have what you have. I wish I could travel. I wish that I could help empower people, but I don't have that voice. Well, you know what? I didn't either. In fact, I was told no. No, you can't. No, you won't. No, you will never succeed. There's people that are stronger already there. Why would they choose you? I was like, nope, okay, that's that's Keep great. Yep, yep, see you later. Yeah, yeah. And so that's all it is. Get up. One, it's like working out. Once you strengthen that muscle, you will become stronger. You'll gain that confidence. But it's just getting up, starting that first day of your dream, whatever that is. If it's being a better mother, if it's having, you know, becoming whatever position that you want in life, whatever it is, um, start that first day out. I think there's also. I love what you're saying. I, I that's how I've got to where I'm doing. I just decided, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. You know, yep. like I didn't know what I was doing, but yep. I just had to make that first step. But when I look back like five years earlier in my life, before I even started that, I had to come to terms with contentment first. Like I had to say, you know what? In this season of my life, I am a full-time mom to yep. these four kids. And there were days where I was like, how come she gets to go do that? I want to do that. And God had to work in my heart first and be like, you need to be content with this is exactly where I have you right now with these kids. And I think that was a good lesson for me because no matter where you are, you always think the grass is greener on the other side. Yep. You always think there's something better, whether it's in your motherhood journey, your marriage, your business, your friend, whatever. And so I'm like, cultivate what you have in front of you while still dreaming big dreams. Right. I'm not saying don't do that. But I always want to make sure women also know like, hey, look around, like the people that God's put in your life, whether that's a workspace, a marriage Mm -hmm. space, a child space, how are you like investing in what he's given you? Right. You know, before you're like saying, I'm going to just, you know, go do all this stuff. Okay. I'm going to get on a soapbox in a minute, Darby, if you don't watch it. I love it. Okay. So (laughs) introduce yourself to my listener since we just jumped in and jumped right into social media talk. Who are you? Okay, I'm Darby Angel. Um, started my company 11 years ago. And I, it was not until I got pregnant with my daughter, Gianna, that is now 10. I, actually, she just turned 11. Oh my gosh, you have an 11, so I have an 11-year-old little girl too. I mean, it's an amazing experience. Um, but it was not until I had her that I realized who I was meant to be. And that was only because when I was pregnant with her, I realized what life am I living? How is my daughter, I I had these huge dreams for my daughter that wasn't even born at the time. And I'm like, she will become whatever she wants in this life. And I got to looking at my own life and I'm like, how will she know how to do that if I'm not doing it? And so I made the decision and it was a hard line I drew. Not everyone agreed with it that you know, was there at the present time. But I was like, my daughter will know that she will be able to conquer anything that she wants to do in life. And she will be able to impact lives around her at the same time as living her own dream. So you you felt like you weren't doing that in your own world. I wasn't. And so you made a decision then, I'm going to do this. Yep. I did. And so at 20 weeks pregnant, I was working at Jackson Walker, a large law firm in Austin, went into labor at my desk. And this is like- At 20 weeks. 20 weeks. That's scary. Yeah. My water had started to break. And It's like a movie. Yeah. Well, and the lady sitting next to me, this is how, like, I didn't have confidence at the time. I was too afraid to say anything. I'm in labor and I am worried about leaving my boss. 
And so I looked at her, I was like, I think my water broke. And she's like, we have to like, let's get you to the hospital. I'm like, well, I can't leave. No, I have like blah, 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 blah to do left for him. And she was like, what are you talking about? It'll be fine. I'm like, oh, Okay. I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, let me take care of this baby. Pause. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like, looking back on it, that's just insane that I didn't even have the confidence to stand up for that in my life at the time. But I was laying in bed at the hospital and I was like, you know what? I'm going to create my company and I'm going to make it into Macy's. Okay, wait, but stop it for a second. Uh-huh. This is not right when you get to the hospital. Did you have to stay in the hospital? Yeah, I stayed in the hospital. For how long? For a few days. Okay, okay. And they put me on like steroids and some other to medicine. stop all the to, labor. Yep. So while you're there, you're having this moment of, I'm going to do something different. Yep. And I had been wanting, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And for people that know me, that would be like, it, it doesn't even look like my life right now. Uh-huh. Um, but that I wanted to be with my daughter so bad and be the one to instill my morals into her and not have someone else putting their morals in and like only be home to put her in bed. And then like, that's not the life Which is that the trajectory that you were on with working at the law firm. Exactly. So you're thinking, I have a dream. How can I yep. do this and be home yeah, with my mother. baby? Yep. You had this like collision there in the hospital. It was, it was beautiful. And I know God like... I hadn't had those thoughts before. And it was just from finding peace. And God was like, but um, I was like, ah. And so, <laughs> but not everybody yeah. can understand that. Uh-huh. And so I had told um, my ex-husband, hey, I'm going to make it into Macy's. And poor guy, he was like, um, you're hormonal. You're going back to your real job after the baby. And I was like, well, I'm laying in bed for 20 weeks. I can watch like soaps. I can watch, you know, the Food Network, HGTV. But like, what am I doing with my life for 20 weeks? It's a waste. And so, so you were on bed rest for 20 weeks. Yep. But well, you just kind of threw out there, I'm going to be in Macy's. Did you have like, no, nope, you have a, dream? Have a product. No, nope. you did not have a product. Didn't have a product. That doesn't even make sense. I was like, I know what I'm meant to do in life. I know what I can create. So Darby, like make it into Macy's. You could be yes. like, a, a lounge Vacuum, chair. I know. A vacuum. Yep. A cami. Yes. Some lipstick. What else can we get at Macy's? I know. A pots and pans set. You can get everything at Macy's. <laughs> um, yeah. So I loved, I grew up entertaining and hosting with my mom and my dad. We would have like so many people in from the city and entertain. And so that's what I love to do is setting the table and hosting. And I thought it's, tradition that when people get married, um, you register for dinnerware. And so that was a part of it. And I was so naive. I actually thought, oh, I'll design like three collections and they'll live on the wall and then I can stay at home with my daughter. Right. Well, that's not what that looks like (laughs) now. But at the time I thought it will just be bing, bang, boom. I'm going to make dinnerware. I'm going to get in Macy's and I'm going to put my daughter, I'm going to feed her Cheerios every day and get her down for nap time. Right. And work from home. Yep. Okay. But I didn't have any money. And he had told me at the time, he was like, well, we're not putting any of our personal finances into this. And so I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'll figure it out on my own. And so a partner at the law firm- This is all in the 20 weeks. Yes. I only had 20 weeks to like get it up, get in, or I had to go to my real job. Okay. Yeah, which was the law firm. (laughs) My cubicle. I don't want to go back to my cubicle. And so a partner at the law firm had four diamonds. And I told her, Cindy, give me your diamonds. Tell me whatever you want. And if I get any money on top, I get to keep that. And she's like, take them. And so I took them and I had my brother pick them up. He drove down from Dallas, got them from me in Austin, and we shipped them out to my adopted brother in China. And he sold them for me. And I made so much money so quick. I was like, 
I need more diamonds. And so I start Googling, I want the diamond mine. I don't want to go to like- Some person, Martha, and ask her for, yeah. No, I want like as close to the diamonds as I can get so I can make more gross But this is not your business plan. This is how you're going to get money. Exactly. I just need money so I can go to New York. And I've never traveled before this. Like I'd never been to New York before this. Because you're going to get in Macy's. I'm getting in there, girl. I got this. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) And so- I get this guy named Humi on the phone in Israel. I'm like, Humi, I'm Darby Angel, and I want to send you some money for diamonds. And he was like, um, you're a little American girl. I'm not going to deal with you. I'm like, we're going to be best friends by the end of this phone call. And he was like, fine. And so I wired a man I'd never met money. This is dumb. I can't. I, this is like, <laughs> I'm like nervous. I know it worked out because here right? you are. But I'm nervous <laughs> about what's happening on your bed rest moment. Right. So I wired a man I never met in Israel money from my laptop. How much? Everything that I just made. Tell me how much. $5,000. Okay, okay. <laughs> so all of my little nest egg that I worked so hard on to sell those first stones, sent it all to him for more stones to make more money. Did you lose it? No. <gasps> yes. So after I did it, I was like, crap. I didn't tell my husband what I was doing. And like, I'm never going to see my diamonds. They came the next day and they were what they were supposed to be. And I continued to like- And you sold those to who? To more people. You you started a diamond business yep. is what you did. Yep. I bootstrapped the whole company up until two years ago when my friend Kendra was like, um, girl, you got to stop this side hustle. Oh, wait, you've been doing this ever since? Yeah. So I like would just, um, anytime I need inventory, I go out and I sell like a bushel of- I guess you don't call diamonds bushels, but like a bushel of diamonds. And then I would fill my nest egg back up. And that's when I could grow the company. Um, I did not have a clue about this. This is the best story ever. So yeah, but at the same time as that, so that's like getting me going. But I need a factory that will work for me. And that's at the time Skype started. So I find this little guy named Forrest in China. I'm like, Forrest, go out into China and find me a factory that will work for free and tell them we're making it into Macy's. And so I- So this is your game plan. You work for free, I'll pay you later? Right, yeah. Okay, it it works. (laughs) It worked. Okay. (laughs) Um, So Forrest goes out into China and he finds me Ralph Lauren's factory. They're not gonna work for free. Yeah, they did. Because we're making into Macy's, darn it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So Forrest did exactly what I told him to do. Tell him we're making it. And I had no doubt we were. So now I need designs, but I don't have a design Are you program. still on bed rest right now? Yeah. This is all in 20 weeks. Everything that I'm telling you, 20 weeks. And so didn't have a design program. My ex wouldn't allow me to buy a design program. So I had to create everything in PowerPoint. And so I would do these like circle diagrams to represent a dinner plate in PowerPoint. And then I would put like do vines, which I'm just telling you to create a design in PowerPoint with only line tools is like almost impossible. Yes. But on the other hand, how in the world did my factory not even question that? Like, here's her PowerPoint uh, presentation, making it to a dinner plate. Yeah, (laughs) and they did because you know what? I had faith. I had, I was like, nope, here it is. Let's go guys. And they went and they did it. And so same time as that, I need to get into Macy's. Well, LinkedIn had not started and buyers hide from people like me. Yeah, because they think they're crazy. Well, slightly. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> which is true. So I had my yellow legal pad in bed and I had found out that Macy's corporate was in Bryant Park in New York. And the only thing that I still remember vividly thinking, oh, that's the place where all the fashion shows at the time were held in the white tents. Like, so I'm getting this picture in my mind of what it is. And so I call the first number I find and the lady answers the phone. It's an older lady. I'm like, hi, I'm Darby Angel and I have dinnerware. And she's like, click. And I was like, well, that didn't go how I had. She straight hung up on you. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that did not go how I had planned. Like, she's supposed to answer. We're supposed to talk. She'll like I'm going to get in Macy's. Exactly. She wants to buy all my product that <laughs> right. people are making for free in China. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, nothing. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Let me try again. And so for two weeks, I switched up the last four digits of on my yellow legal pad. I would write down like 646-212-1000-1001 until I finally reached the head of Macy's. And she, okay, can you time out for a second? Uh-huh. If I was your friend, I would have told you you were crazy. Well, but you should have been like, no, girl, I got your back. Do you need me to no. help you with numbers? I, I do got your back. I do got your back. And I, But I still would have thought, she is crazy. But I'm going to make it, Jamie. No, I listen, I'm so proud of you. But this story is crazy. <laughs> I know, I know. So you got the head of Macy's. Yep, and she answered. And she had heard about me apparently stalking her because she was, all I had to say was, hi, my name is Darby. And she's like, fine. And she was like, fine, meet me in New York on this date. And it was a month after my daughter was supposed to be born. And so I didn't have to be like, oh, well, that's not going to work out because I'm scheduled to go into labor about that time. Um, It was just fine, meet me. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Like, here we go. And so then I used money to get, just ship my samples in. And I set up this... um, huge penthouse suite that overlooked Madison Avenue and it looked like a wedding. I put and this all is still with the money. diamond money. Yes. I, I filled it with roses and flower arrangements. And I have to tell you, it was a come to Jesus time in my life because I'm sitting there breastfeeding my baby while like setting up my business presentation. I had never been in a business meeting before. And my brother was with me. We went downstairs. I gave my daughter to my mom that came along too to watch her during the meeting and went, got in the elevator to go downstairs. And there were gonna be 14 Macy's executives in this meeting. And I turned to my brother and I was like, Aaron, I can't do this. I just realized I've been working so hard. I haven't focused on like, I don't know what to do in a meeting. How do I conduct myself? I was like, you got to do it. And he he looked at me. He was like, he basically slapped me with words. It was like a hard slap in the elevator. He was like, you pull yourself together right now. This is the life that you wanted for you and Gianna and you better own it. And I was like, that song from um, Eminem like played through my head. I was like, okay, this is my shot. I got to do it. She came in. I owned the meeting. Did you have to go buy a business? Oh, you worked at a law firm. You had clothes. I didn't know what to wear. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I didn't I'd, be have, ner- I'd be so nervous. I was. And I even Googled. Um, oh, my gosh. How did I forget the name of the TV show with Donald Trump and the fire? Yeah, The Apprentice. Yes. Uh-huh. I Googled what people wore on uh-huh. that. Yeah. Because I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, which sounds great. Like, I don't know. And so I had Googled that and my dad and I went and we shot for an outfit and he was like, do whatever you have to do because you need to feel like you can be good in this moment. I'm like, okay. So he set me up for success in that Uh way. And so went in and I sold it to her. I was like, this is who I am. I promise you, like, 
I will do good for you. And she said, you know what? I believe in you so much. I'm going to pull Vera Wang and Ralph Lauren and put you in their spot to test you. And she said, I'm going to pull Ralph Lauren, get this, because his factory isn't shipping his goods and I don't feel safe with him anymore. That's your factory. Yeah. Did you know that when she said that? And you're like, note to self. Yeah. Well, I'm like, oh, that sucks for him. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, crap. (laughs) So my brother and I flew to Bangladesh that next week. I didn't know a single soul. Talk about God. I felt called to go to Bangladesh. Didn't know anyone. I have not been out of the country. And I'm going to a third world country on my first exit out of the country. So we land in Bangladesh. You and your brother, Aaron. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was shortly after 9-11. So we went from um, DFW to Bahrain, which a week after we flew out of Bahrain coming home is when the riots started. I mean, insane stuff. And then Bahrain to Dhaka, the capital of Bangladesh. And I have to tell you, you exit the airport and there are hundreds of people just clinging to the airport wall just to get a glimpse of comings and goings in life. It's dirt roads. If you don't have a candle after sunset, you're not going to see. I mean, it's it's a different world. Like, I wish everyone could get a glimpse of this because then I swear to you, you would view life so much differently here in the States. Um, but we went through our first bomb check, we stayed in the West End, 12 foot high wall of center blocks and then barbed wire on top. So it's like a prison entering. And it wasn't until we exited and on the way out to go search for a factory that I saw a little girl and um, it's hard not to cry about this. <laughs> I probably will. Um, she was laying over her deceased mother in the middle of the street. And she was screaming for someone to come and help her. And in DACA, there's over 15 million people. So thousands of people on this street and not one single person gave her a second glance. I thought, what is going on in this culture where death could be so common um, that this little girl's life is meaningless to them? And so I was like, I'm here for something. And I get into uh, the first factory that we find and sit in this huge dark conference room. And it's all Muslim men, and I'm the only woman. And I asked him, I say, um, hi, Fayez, what is the capacity of your factory? And it's silent. There's nothing. And I was like, okay, well, let me ask another question. Are there any audits done at the factory? Nothing. And I turned to Aaron. I'm like, well, clearly, like, all 20 of these men can hear me. So I was like, Aaron, can you <gasps> Aaron ask Aaron had them? to say it. Yep. And they, they didn't answered. answer until, yeah. Yep. And there's two different sides of me. My heart. And then the company side. And I made a decision right then. I could have been like, that name on that check is Darby Angel. You talk to me or I'm out of here. Or am I called to be here for a reason? And I felt God say, Darby, patience right now. Show them your heart. Show them who you are. And so for the first year, it was my brother that did all the communication. And I would tell Aaron, please ask them this. Please ask them this. And then they would answer. And it wasn't until the end of that first year, they each lost a child due to unclean water, infections. And they came to me and they were like, Darby, for some reason, you are a good person. You have this light around you. Will you just be with us? And it was, will you pray with us? And then it was, what can we do for you? And so I said, I want more women. We only had 50 women at the time. And so now we have 3,000 women. And this is this factory that you started yes, at? Yes. So 3,000 women now. And we have four women doctors. So 
all the families can be seen for free. You can bring your children in and be seen for free in our factory. We feed them three hot meals a day. So now if you work with us, you will get fed, you will get cared for. So do you own that factory now or you still just partner with them? Partner with them. But I'm guiding them in how to stand up on their own. And these men, it's interesting seeing what they do for me is not the norm. They view me as their Bangladeshi sister. And so they're like, we stand behind you last Valentine's Day. They surprised me and they were like, we got you a new woman doctor. So we got another doctor. And it's just great that they know my heart. But my goal is is to show in Bangladesh, only 3% of women are allowed to work. And so you can only imagine like the daughters automatically, they know what their life is going to be. And um, I had a friend here in Austin and um, she was like, do you understand like what's going on here? You were told like, no, you can't. And you wanna show your daughters what they could do. And you've been building like this tribe of women and being their voice when they weren't strong enough to have their voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even realize that's what I'm doing. Um, But now we have schools and childcare. So the women will go out, we'll pick you up in our bus, bring you into work. You can bring your toddler to work. They will be cared for while you- This is one of the biggest um, obstacles to women working. Right, yeah. Childcare. Exactly. So we want to help you. Um, so okay. the next- I have so many questions, Darby, because this is just crazy. Because we went from, I'm on a 20-week bed rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in Macy's. To I work my tail off and figure out numbers. And I have this meeting. And then she says yes. And now you're telling about this factory that's changing women's lives. We hope to. You are. <laughs> oh, thank you. Is this, a, is this is Bangladesh, excuse my ignorance, is it a mainly Muslim country? It is. Okay. So how are they with your Christian faith? Um, it's really interesting. So if you went over and you had the, tried to have the conversations that I have with them, they would be like, I mean, they would shut you out. You would be like kicked out. But they, since they've learned my heart, they accept me in a way that they don't accept any woman any woman at all. And so we'll have even conversations about like, um, Tanvir showed me a picture of his niece um, and a boy had her his arm around her. And it was coming down to, we're gonna have to show the family member that picture and she's gonna be beaten because a male put his arm around her. And I was like, Tanvir, no, you can't do, you can't allow this to happen. Um, we have to stand up for her. And it, so it's been the most beautiful thing, um, gaining the respect of the the people there and their culture and not fighting, like trying to change it, but just show them like, this is another way. I mean, if we all work together and if these women, so we have 3000 women, but they live in families of 20. And so if you allow women in and to have a bigger impact for their families, you know, everyone's lives, are gonna be better in the family. Now, you know, grandma can also have health care. Now the children can all get an education. Um, so that, that's been big. But once we hit that 3000 mark, I thought, you know what? I feel like God is saying, do more. What are you not looking at? And so we started traveling with Navy SEALs um, when we would go because there was just, uh, we were starting to get noticed more by the people on the ground, which is kind of scary. Um, but anyways, focus on the good. Uh, <laughs> go towards the light. Yeah. Um, I told one of them, I said, you know what? The, the largest brothel in the world is near my factory. I would like to go there. 
And the government has told me I can't go. Um, But I think that we should push back and see if we can get in because I want to see the little girls there. Um, My goal was to see, you know, if the mothers are prostitutes, they're servicing over 5,000 men a day in this brothel. And so it's like, what does that even look like? Right. Um, It's like a city is Mm -hmm. what it looks like. There's they're like little stores that they live in that are shacks. And then they also sleep with the men in these shacks. And then their little girls are present in the room. The little boys are present in the room. So the girls become prostitutes, the boys become pimps, and the cycle just continues. So I'm like, how do we stop this? And so they were like, yep, we'll take you there. And I was so adamant about going that um, the Bangladeshi government got behind us and said, okay, fine, if you must, we'll go with you. And so we were escorted um, there. And what we started doing is pulling little girls out and saying, you know what? If you dare to live a better life, I will stand beside you. Please come live in our safe home and we will care for you and we will give you an accredited education. So now these little girls, we have 17 that started and we're growing to where we can have 40 in our home now. So now those little girls can dare to dream their craziest dream. And upon my first visit back to the orphanage, I thought, when I ask them, what do you want to do in life? They're going to be like, we want to work in the factory with you. (laughs) But no, they're like amazing. And right off, they're like, we want to be doctors. I'm going to be a fashion designer. I'm going to be a vet. I'm like, Oh, my heart just wanted to explode. Their lives are changed. Yes. Yeah. From becoming this piece, even though it's a third world country, they were the seen as the dirt of the dirt uh-huh. and told, you will never become anything. And now these little girls are the ones with the strongest voice. And they're like, we will. I love it. Okay, so yeah. how often do you travel there? Last year, I was going like once a month. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'm scheduled to go back March. Okay. And I cannot wait to be back. That's I awesome. I was there in December. And I mean, my heart, it it needs it. I need to be, they're like an extended family. Um, and it's so exciting to see my little girls there growing, just like my daughter's here growing. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. 
Designed for work. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Okay, friends, I know you're loving my conversation with Darby, but first, I want to thank our sponsors who make the happy hour possible. First sponsor is Rothy's. You know, it is really no surprise, you guys, that Rothy's has over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. It's no surprise to me because I own a pair of Rothy's, and I know that they're stylish. I know they're sustainable. I know they're comfortable, and I know they're washable. Really, what I know is what they say is true, is that they're the perfect flats for life on the go. In fact, my Rothy's are with me in Italy right now as I walk around the country. And the reason I was confident in taking them is because I know that they are so comfortable and they're going to stay comfortable for the whole trip. Rothy's are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles. So that's how they're so comfortable as soon as you slip them on. You don't have to break them in forever before you can actually wear them. Plus, Rothy's is constantly launching new styles. That's not a joke. I went to Rothy's the other day and I was looking for this pair that I'd seen a couple months ago. Nope, they're not there. I missed it. But the cool thing about that is that they have so many different styles and new styles all the time that every time you go, you're going to think, oh, there's a new pair that I think I'm interested in. You're going to find another pair that you love. Another thing that I love about Rothy's is that they are manufactured in a zero waste factory and they ship directly in the shoebox, which means there's none of that unnecessary packaging that's just wasteful and we're just throwing away. It comes exactly in the shoebox. Rothy's always comes with free shipping, free returns and exchanges, no risk, no worries, no reason not to try it. You will quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash ivy. Go to rothys. It's R-O-T-H-S dot com slash ivy. I-V-E-Y. That's my last name. To get your new favorite flats. They're comfortable, they're stylish, and they're sustainable. Basically, these are the shoes you have all been waiting for. Go to rothys.com slash ivy today to check out their shoes. 
Okay, guys, I want to thank another sponsor for today's show. And this is just a coincidence. I'm not kidding. I also have this sponsor with me in Italy, and that is Away. Away Luggage offers high-quality luggage at a much lower price by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. You can choose from nine different colors and four different sizes. They have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, which I have both of those, one in gray, one in pink. And then they have the medium or the large. Best of all, both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge anything that's powered by a USB cord. It's true. I've done it. You guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, that I've had my share of delays while traveling this year, but never did I ever have a dead cell phone. Nope, not once because I had my away luggage to charge my cell phone. I also never worry about lugging my luggage while having to run, making that connect and flight or a delayed arrival because that's what traveling is like because my away carry-on has the 360 degree spinner wheels guaranteed for a smooth ride. And thanks to their lifetime warranty, if anything breaks, Away will fix or replace it. I've had that happen. They replaced a charger for me. Try it for 100 days, and if at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. My husband asked me the other day why I love these suitcases so much, and I told him a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons I came up with, last year I traveled with this bag to Italy. I had the smallest carry-on, and I was gone for nine days, and that's all I took. These bags are like Mary Poppins bags, you guys. And I will have this bag with me right now in Italy. I'll have the bigger carry-on and I'll have it full of beautiful clothes for beautiful Italy. For $20 off your next suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash happy hour. Use the promo code happy hour during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash happy hour and use promo code happy hour for $20 off a suitcase. You guys, as I was reading this ad, I just realized I actually have three away suitcases. I also have the canvas carry-on. Oh my gosh, I'm basically a walking away advertisement. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Darby. Okay, so you took this company that you created on bed rest mm-hmm. and um, just like you had this drive and gumption, like this is gonna happen. I really yep. feel like God is saying this is gonna happen. Um, it couldn't have been just the easiest road. Oh Lord, no. What were some of your mistakes? Or what were some of your failures? What did like this? Because okay, it sounds so like, oh my gosh, like Darby's amazing. No. She has this, she's just like starts dialing numbers and look what she happens. And then she ends up changing 3,000 women's live in Bangladesh. That's like 11 years. Right. right. Tell me some, tell me some hard stuff. I mean, do you want to know personal hard stuff or business hard stuff? You first? tell me. Okay. Oh Lord. Um, probably the hardest thing to overcome in the beginning was my personal life. There were so many people that I had relied on and put all of, I mean, my everyday, you know, courage and the confidence that I did have, I listened to them. I had to go against them. Um, they were telling me, no, you can't. And that is hard um, to to be with people and to go against them. That was extremely hard for me. Um, to do. And so is learning how to like keep getting up. Um, and even when they were like, nope, if you think you can do that, then do it all. And we don't want to hear about it. Mm. Um, so it was a very, um, I was very alone in that period of my life. It wasn't that I had people, you know, running around me. And so not only did I not have people running around me, I was told daily, like, you will fail. You can't go forward. And it became a point in my life, even, um, after my divorce, I thought I was kind of scared to go through that process because I thought, am I only successful because I've been told, no, I can't? 
what will happen to me after I don't have those voices anymore around me? That was a huge turning point Oh, you were thinking, am I just spurred on by someone telling me all the time I can't? Yep. Or would I have been more successful if I had been surrounded by, Uh you know, you've got this, I've got your back. Don't worry. You know, whatever happens, happens, and we'll go forward. Yeah. And so it wasn't until that, that was a huge battle within myself um, to get through that point. But learning retail, I was no one. I was a paralegal in a law firm, in a cubicle. I didn't know anything about building a business. I didn't know about gross profit margins. I didn't know about quality issues or how to run a factory. Um, And so there were failure after failure. I had gotten a whole ocean shipment in on a container. It was terrible. My first factory- Of the dinnerware? The shipment, yeah. The factory had thought that they would update and make my design better Mm-mm. after Macy's has already picked it up. And so they had taken off half of the gold off of the product. So now only half of my plate and like half of the teacup, half of everything. You're like, you're, had- the, you're not the designer. Exactly. You are the yeah. production. Yeah. And so that was a muscle. I had to learn how to stand up and have a voice and talk to people. I wasn't, I was always guided that the man makes the, you know, has the ending mm-hmm. voice. And so I'm still learning that in business at that point of you better speak up or, you know, and so I had to tell all of the men, guys, this isn't what I ordered and you're going to take it back and you're going to ship for free. Um, the right product. Exactly. Because now not only are they losing money on the product, they're going to have to pay for my shipping because that's like yeah. $20,000 on the yeah. ocean. And so they did it. And I was like, okay, <sighs> made it through that. Made it through. Yeah. But then my gross profit margins stunk bad. I didn't know. I just guessed. And so I'm basically doing a hobby mm-hmm. when I first started. I'm like, why can I not make money? Yeah. Like, why do I keep failing? And so I found um, the man that had turned, brought MGM back from bankruptcy. And I'm like, will you just look at this for me? And he looked, he was like, oh my gosh, like your gross profit margin stink. I was like, what do they need to be at? He was like, put them at 40% and you'll be good. And I was like, well, I never want to be here again. And so now they're 60 to 70%. I'm like, I went to my supplier and I was like, guys, I've got your back. We're going to do, you know, big capacities. Help me out. And then I went to my retailer and I'm like, help me. And so we both supported me. And so it allowed me to be successful that way. But um, I mean, I was told because my product was already on floors and they had to expand my price point, not from 25 cents. Oh, um, dollars. It was like $10 yeah. up, $15 uh-huh. up. And so my buyer, it, it was having the guts to do something that everyone else in the industry was like, bye-bye. This will tank you. Yep. Yeah. They're not going to support you in that. Yeah. And so they did though, because they were like, I mean- She's going to keep knocking on her door, which is probably what they <laughs> She's going to keep calling. Yeah. Give her what yeah. she wants. Yep. Oh. So we did it and it was successful. Um, so that was one, you know, another big obstacle that we faced. But <sighs> I mean, we fail all the time and there's so many hard days. It's like, how am I going to recover from this? And I think that so often, I mean, um, and I have friends that own their own companies and they'll tell you the same thing that the strong woman will. Mm -hmm. If they aren't telling you this, they're lying because we all have days like this. It's like laying on the floor in the kitchen, bawling, being like, oh my gosh, it's all gonna fall apart. But you get your booty up 
you dust yourself off and you're like, no, okay. My two girls will know like there is another side. And two nights ago, my daughter, my 10 year old and I were laying in bed together and she's like, mom, I just can't tell so-and-so this. It's so hard. I'm like, you've got this. And she was like, okay, please check in with me tomorrow and make sure I did it. And so it's great to see that my girls see that and they're implementing it into their own lives as, as well already. Yeah. Okay, speaking of your girls, Yay. running a business, starting a business, and momming at the same time, um, this is something that all, that women who are running companies, creating things, this is something that we all have to navigate. And it is a different navigation than it is for men. That doesn't make it worse or better. It, it's just, it is what it is. Yep. Um, and I acknowledge that, and I love that. Like, I love being a mom, and I love also working. And so, but having to navigate that can sometimes be a really big challenge. Oh, What has that been like for you? I mean, um, on so many different levels. So in the beginning, it was people telling me, you're making sacrifices that you should not be making. And to me, it was coming to the realization, well, but if I don't do this, then there are other sacrifices. You know, that's a sacrifice in itself that I'm making. So that was one thing. Um, Another thing was just learning like, I mean, being told, you know, as a mom, you can't do it all. Well, you can, it's really hard. I mean, there were days where um, my director of operations, Rebecca was sitting beside me. I have my shirt off at this point with my second daughter. I'm like, I'm not even covering up while I breastfeed. I'm sorry. And I'm like breastfeeding, I'm typing and I have the phone to my ear, like on a conference call. Like it's hard. Um, And staying up, I mean, with the factories. Skyping me at night to Uh show me product and I have a colicky baby on my shoulder and they're trying to decipher what I'm saying through the cries. I mean, there are hard nights like that, but at the same time, it's so rewarding. My daughters um, went with me to New York to open up our first showroom in New York in October. And they've traveled along this journey with me. They've been a part of meetings. They've seen it all. I mean, they're in like strollers shoved full of product yeah. going down the street. Hold these tables, York. honey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, these uh, plates. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so it's great to have them a part of that. But the most rewarding thing was, is I had both of them come to the meetings. And so we had, um, we're doing some big things with Amazon that have never been done in a company before with them and with Macy's and Bed Bath. And I made Gianna sit down at the conference table with the executives and be a part of that. And, you know, statistics always say like women go to the wall and the men come to the center. And watching my daughter was like, Gianna, sit down at the table with this. And she was like, I can't, I'm not supposed to. I'm like, yeah, you can. This is my place. And I'm telling, this is our table. Sit down at our table. She's like, mom, I can't. I'm like, yes, you will sit down right now. And finally the executives are like, Gianna, be a part of this with us. And so we conducted the whole meeting. She hears the ups, the downs, the struggles, like how are we working through this together? And then it was even last week, that was in October. So last week she was like, hey mom, did you follow up with she was like remembering, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, thank you. No, I didn't. <laughs> right. This is great. You've got a job in like 10 years. Oh, yeah. Just stick around. Yep. It's fun. Um, one of my good friends is Jessica Honiger, who's yes. the CEO of Noonday Collection. And I've loved getting to watch her run a company and start a company and still be a great mom. Um, they have, I'm about to just this weekend spend some time with them at their like annual conference. Oh. And I pro- every, I've been there for like the past five years and every single time her kids are on the front row. Like they get out of school 
school, they come to the yep. conference, they're a part of, like they know what their mom is doing. And I think that's really, really beautiful. Yep. I think that's important. I mean, um, that was one thing that a lot of people that had hiccups about me starting were like, just wait until they're 18 and then do it. I'm like, but no, I, the goal is for them to see, you know, to dare to dream big. And if I wait till 18, why would they learn then? Yeah. They have to learn from the ground up how to be strong women. And yes, go out into the world and make an impact in lives while you are doing what you want to do. Yeah. Have you found, uh, I always like to ask people this in different, whatever their context of what they're doing in life is. Have you? How have you meshed your faith with your business? Or have you? Or how, how do you deal with that in your world? Because you obviously are a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. You can see that in just how you talk. And in, I know your convictions and what you've said, but also just even the work that you're doing with the women at your factory. I mean, that is beautiful. And I know that that comes from, anyone can do that, that just loves people, but you have a deeper desire because you love people because of what God's done for you. So tell me, how do you mesh those right. together? I mean, in meetings with all the executives that I've told you about with Macy's, QVC, Bed Bath, no one, I talk about my faith and like talk about the dirt road and God led me there. I'm there because he loved, why am I in Bangladesh? Like, It's no secret to anyone. I didn't know anyone there before. I was led there and they accept that. Um, And it's, it's amazing because there's people that, you know, they don't have any faith, but then will come to me and be like, you know what? Like, you just seem good just tell me like, what are you doing? Because you're happy uh-huh. and I want that in my yeah. life. It's like that light. People will say like, I just see like you're different, you yeah. know? And you're like, this is what it is. It's Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so simple, but I think if you are, um, some people shy away from it and they're like business here, faith here. And it's, I've never run into a situation in any meeting that I'm in, in New York, in Bangladesh, where they've been like, um, please leave. Yeah, we're, we don't, we nope. can't have that here. Yeah. No one. I think that sometimes people are worried that that will happen mm-hmm. or they'll be treated different. But what I've heard from talking to women that are running companies and doing things and the way that they're meshing their faith with their business is they're like, it just is what it is. Right. It's just who I am. Yep. And I believe that that, even though it may seem scary, I think that it's really, people are okay you know what I'm saying? Yep. You're not like coming in like preaching and having you no. know church in the meetings. You're just right. doing your meetings, but it's who you are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What's in the future for you guys? Oh Lord, there's so much. Um, Can you give us some inside scoop? Yes. Okay. Well, I we- love inside <laughs> scoop. Whenever a guest says, "Hey, I've never told anybody this," I'm like, "Keep talking, baby." <laughs> so we're doing a TV show. What do you mean? Um, we're going to be just following us around, going to Bangladesh and showing like. This is what it looks like. Don't be afraid. I mean, of like branching out in life. Yes, like these things are scary. But once you start flexing that muscle and being a voice for other women is what it's about. So showing empowering women in third world countries, showing the women at Macy's supports me. It's a group of women, QVC family, Bed Bath family, so many women that then turn around and empower me. And then also showing life with my girls and showing like it's from the ground up. It's in every aspect. It's just empowering each other and being the legs for people that need the legs to stand up and being their voice until they're strong enough to have their own voice. So what network is this on? You can't tell me that. (laughs) 
Okay, when we stop recording, you can tell me. Okay. Um, you're like the third guest I've had in the past six months. Is like, hey, I'm doing a TV show. Here's what I can tell you. I can't tell you anything else. Aww. I'm so excited. Well, I'm so blessed. We were contacted by um, amazing producer Jeffrey Drummond, who did Julia Child's TV show. Okay. And he was like, I don't know what it is about you. There's something here. And he was like, but we need a partner too. And so then um, Colby Gaines, who just moved to Austin from New York, he had done several TV series like Pawn Stars uh-huh. and several other hits. He was like, um, yes. So we all Partner got to- together? Yes. It's been amazing. So and- have you already done filming? Um, yeah. I guess I can't just nod my head. You can say <laughs> yes. yes. When does it come out? In the fall? Uh, oh, you can't tell out. me. Yeah. This is so it's fun. Awesome. Let's see how I can accidentally <laughs> get so you to sorry. say something. <laughs> but your girls are in it. That yeah. kind of, okay. It's going to be so much fun. And I hope my goal is through this is just to- Is it on ins- Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> is this Amazon special? Like I'm like trying to think of all the things that it could be. It like could who be. picked this up? Okay, keep going. But it's just to inspire other women that- Yes, it's scary, but trust me, like run towards the scary. Do what you're being called to do. And I promise like more bigger and bigger doors will open. Just take that first step out of that first scary door. The first step is so scary. It is. Okay, so you are probably inspiring lots of women. I know you are. I hope. Who inspires you? Oh, Lord, I'm so blessed. I mean, I had watched Kendra Scott from afar and I had contacted her and- had just reached out and was like, can I please just meet with you? I met with her and I was like, will you be my mentor? And she's like, forget that. You'll always have me by your side from this day on. And she carried me through my darkest hours in my personal life and in my business life. And um, it makes me want to cry because I had family members that were like, and um, friends that were like, you know what? What you're going through is way too dark please, like, it's stressing me out. Don't Uh, talk to me about this. And so I turned to Kendra. I'm like, Kendra, what do I do? And she's like, stay right beside me. I've got you. The light is like right here. And so I followed her through. Um, I mean, you wouldn't even believe me if I told you what all she's done for me. It's amazing. But she's gotten behind me not only that way, but then in my business life as well and been like, girl, run up. Come on, catch me. It's fun. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, who else inspires you? Oh, there's so many women. Um, I mean, even my woman in Bangladesh, I have a woman by the name of Nasimo, and um, she has gone against, you know, the status quo and been pushed down and teaching her like, Nasimo, come into our room and have lunch with us with the executive men and watching her struggle Mm. and like, she's fighting against it though. You can watch her. It's like, Nasimo, don't stand up. The men aren't standing up for, you know, Moshul coming in. Yeah. Like, sit down. Yeah. Moshul can find a seat. And then it's like, okay, watching her learn to eat and not wait for them to finish. Um, it's just an amazing experience. And she's doing it and she's fighting against the cultural norm else. that she's always known. Yeah. yeah. Because of her daughter. And her daughter, oh, she's an amazing little girl. I'll have to show you a picture of her. She is fluent in English. She is so driven. I'm like, She's going to do big things. She's going to do huge things. And her mother is the one that's leading her there. And so that's, it's so inspiring getting to stand beside Nosimo and being like, Nosimo, I've got you. Don't worry. And when they try to, one time they didn't allow her to come in and have lunch. And so I was patient. I asked them three times. I was like, go get Nosimo for lunch. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get her later. And 
Nasima is not here. And so I was like, okay, go get her now and I'll see you in the office. And so they brought her in and the CEO of the factory and Michelle sat down and I was like, okay, since she didn't come to lunch, now you're going to give her a raise. And they're like, oh, we can't do that. I'm like, yes, she will. And she's like bawling. I'm like, she's proven herself. It's time. Give it to her. And I was like, and tomorrow she'll be at lunch. Like, and then she okay. was at lunch the next day. <laughs> yeah. That is so, so crazy. Like, I, I'm so blessed to get to stand beside her though, because she pushes me and she supports us on that end when I'm not in Bangladesh. I'm in Texas. And so there's so many women. I love it. Okay, so you don't just do dinnerware, am I right? No, now we're doing giftables. We do, it's all of home. Um, we've expanded out. I've licensed out my name. So now we're doing luggage. We're doing loungewear. Do you still design fragrance. everything? Yes. You still so, design everything? Yeah. Not on PowerPoint anymore. <laughs> Not on PowerPoint. Yeah. That's yay. awesome. <laughs> the, yay, no more PowerPoints. Yeah. So you still design everything. Yeah. How many new designs do you, how many, like, would that be a, like a collection? Like we, how many do you do a year? We just launched 420 new SKUs this, okay. like in the past six months. So it's it's been an amazing journey. Um yeah, just totally expanded the line. We pivoted in a huge way. It used to be just fine. We went all casual. We went giftables um, and did uh, home as well. So now there's textiles, duvet covers, sheets. Oh, everything. Um, yeah. You're yeah. still in Macy's? Yes, I love Macy's. And now my head of Macy's actually moved to Bed Bath. Okay. Um, and so now it's, but across every channel, um, I'm so blessed. So if anyone wants to get in Macy's, uh, Darby has all the numbers for you. Yes, we do. <laughs> you can give her the, you can give someone the yellow pad. They just got to pick which number it might be, but it's on there somewhere. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I found that yellow legal pad last year and I put it in a safe place. Now I'm wondering where I put it. I need to find it because it's like, it's so special. It's true where it all started. Yeah. On those 20 week bed rests. Isn't yeah. That crazy. It's insane. God, what a story. I love, what I love about your story is, even though I said that I would have been a friend calling you crazy, that resilience that you had is that you were like, listen, I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. Yep. And I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And I think that everyone has a little bit in that in them, you know? And it might look different. It's not dinnerware and it may not right. be going to Macy's, but it could be whatever it is, whether it's learning a new language or traveling yep. the country, the, out of the world. yes traveling out of the country for the first time, you know? So there's just something in there. And I love that because it's encouraging to us as women to hear. Well, I think just trust me in the fact that it is scary. I compare it to working out. Uh, when you first start stepping out of your comfort zone, you're going to hurt. And it's, I mean, it's going to feel like your muscles, like your body. You may feel like you're having a stroke. I've told Rebecca over and over again, I think I'm going to have a stroke. And it's like, I've just recovered uh -huh. very nicely from yeah. the stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is. Uh, but it's just step outside, you're going to become stronger and that next thing will become easier. I mean, even you were talking about traveling the world. I wanted to go to some places. I didn't have anybody that was like looking to go. I go alone. Like, and you meet the most amazing people on your journey. But the more things you're willing to step out of your comfort zone, you'll, I promise. It is building those muscles. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. 
Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at canva.com designed for work. Canva. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Yep. Okay, I always ask my guests what they're loving and what they're reading. Do you have anything Ooh. you're loving these days? Um, okay, so the book Onward is amazing. And for all of the things that we were talking about today, he's not just talking about his success. He talks about how he failed and then how he got up. And um, so I love it. I mean, it's inspired how I conduct myself in some of my meetings um, from things like marketing things that he did. We've done some of the same things. Who wrote it? Um, Howard Schultz. Okay, got it. I love that book. Love it. Okay, what else are you loving? just the year 2019 in general. I mean, we started out like running hard and everything from my girls, um, having them incorporated in bigger ways in the company to make sure that they're actually seeing everything. Like not just, I have hopes of my oldest for the first time going to Bangladesh, which is kind of scary oh, for good. me this uh-huh. year. Um, and so incorporating her because she's seen the girls in the orphanage from the outside. But I'm like, come in. And yeah, be it'll a be part a, of this. Yeah. Yep. It'll be a life. It will change her life forever after seeing it in person. Yeah, it will. And so I'm like, is she, I'm just going to kind of see, test it. If she's ready, then I'll take her yeah. um, emotionally because it will change her, the things that she'll see. Um, but yeah. And then just everything in the company. I mean, we're doing so many amazing things. And I hope to just um, expand our orphanage, take more girls out of the brothel and put them in our safe home. And yeah. I love it. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, I love what you're doing. You inspire so many women. You inspire me daily. And just know that I know everyone has hard days and know that on your hard days, you're pushing through, but I'm looking to you and being like, Okay, Jamie's up. She's going. Okay. You're kind. Here I come. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love hearing people's journeys of getting places because it is no one just shows up where they are, whether it's in your business or your marriage or your parenting or you're a student at a university or whatever you're doing in your life. Where you are has taken work. And I think it's good to acknowledge that. And where you want to go is going to take work as well, no matter what you're looking at. And so thanks for sharing your story with us today. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I also want to thank for today's show, the Life is Good Ping podcast. Join co-founders of Life is Good, Bert and John Jacobs, as they talk to influential musicians, athletes, business leaders, and everyday people about the role of optimism in their lives. They'll also end each episode with a ping pong charity challenge where the winner gets to donate to their charity of choice. How fun is that, you guys? The Life is Good Ping podcast kicked off last month on June 13th with the legendary Ringo Starr. Subscribe now on Stitcher, Spotify, or iTunes and add some good vibes to your day. You guys, I loved hearing what Darby and the women in the Bangladesh are doing. Together, they are not only creating beautiful collections of dinnerware, drinkware, and bakeware, but they are making an impact in the lives of the families in that community. Be sure you check out Darby Angel's collections in Macy's, Bed Bath & Beyond, and DarbyAngel.com. 
Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Show notes are written by Aki Slockers, and this whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. Next week, my guest is Stevie of Built by Stevie. I sat down with Stevie to learn all about how a new hobby while in a low season after a job loss led her to start a female woodworking shop in Nashville, Tennessee. You guys, I was so intrigued with how she got into her job. You're going to love the story. Stevie also was super vulnerable with me when she shares about a part of her story that she kept hidden for many years. I never want anyone who listens to The Happy Hour to feel triggered or startled by the stories that we discuss with our guests. And I also never want to shy away from talking about the gut-wrenching pain that many women and men had suffered in. Statistically, more than one in three women and nearly one in four men have experienced sexual violence. And Stevie is one of those women who have survived years of sexual abuse as a child from a neighbor. And after years of avoiding the trauma of her abuse, she is hoping that sharing her story will be a source of hope and encouragement to others who have also endured the painfulness of this abuse. I do want to say this is I want to do a better job of warning you guys when a topic might be a trigger point. I apologize if I haven't done that well in the past and we're committed to doing that better. I also am always so honored to hold other people's stories so gently and to share them with you in the hopes that you will see Jesus in the midst of them. In fact, guys, that's my prayer for every single show and especially for those shows that might be hard to listen to. Also, you guys, if you ever need to not listen to a show because of the content, girl, that's awesome. You be you and don't stress out one minute about it. Take care of yourself. You know what is okay for you to listen to and you know what is not. And I'm telling you now that we're going to do a better job of letting you know when something might be in a show that could be triggering for you. So accept our apologies. We will move forward with that. We will still bring you amazing shows with wonderful stories, and we will always point you to the gospel in the midst of all of them. Friends, enjoy your week. All of my American listeners, happy 4th of July. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. I will be having happy hour with my friends in Italy this week. Don't you worry about me. I'll be just fine. And I will see you guys back here next week with my friend, Stevie. Stevie.